everyone, you're listening to Save Me and I'll Seat, the show that talks about musicals in an understandable and relatable way. I'm Katie, and I'm joined by my fellow musical enthusiasts, Amber and Kylie. Hello. Hey. Also joining us is our musical newbie, Matt. Greetings, weary traveler. And it's his episode, so... Wondrous. Good luck, everybody. <laughs> what, are we, what are we doing this week, Matt? Well, hey, Katie, what is your favorite fantasy trilogy? I don't want to tell you because I feel like you're going to ruin it. Well, hey, guess what? It probably has a musical. (laughs) And it's the Lord of the Rings musical. You're going to ruin it. (laughs) Yes. Lord of the Rings, the musical. So yeah, it's a weird one. Um, We will get into more of it later. But first, we got some uh, lovely background information. (gasps) So if you are one of like to eight people out there that doesn't care about Lord of the Rings. This is a show based on J.R.R. Tolkien's fantasy novel of the same name, The Lord of the Rings. Wow. The mu- music done by A.R. Raymond, Christopher Nightingale, and the, fin- the band Vartana, which is a Finnish folk band. And the book and lyrics are done by Matthew Warshus and Sean McKenna. And yeah, the folk music is interesting... I did listen to it. It's it's weird. Um, Not bad, but, but different. Like, yes. Very different. So the show was first performed in Toronto in 2006 and then transferred to the West End in June 2007. It was recorded with a $25 million budget. I think that might have actually been in pounds, so it might have somewhere between 25 to $30 million. So okay. pretty decent big budget. And then when it closed one year later, in July 2008, it had become one of the biggest commercial flops in West End history. Uh, No surprise there. Yay. That's what you want. And also, weird little bonus note, on November 11th, 2013, Playbill announced that the show would be revived for a world tour in 2015. The first stop was recorded to be in New Zealand, but no other dates were ever announced past that. And then as of now, the status of the tour remains unknown. Wow. Yeah, I mean, if it didn't do so well, I don't know why they would try and revive it. It works sometimes. As a primer going into this to people who have not listened to it, it is a very weird mix of folk, like, taverny, shanty-y music mixed in with, like, almost operatic like elven singing with also english lyrics mixed in there it's a very strange mix yes but it will be on our spotify which of course we will link below so you can kind of check it out for yourself it again it's not it's not bad music it's just not like what i was expecting personally from a musical doing my research on this show this seemed to be more of a experience type production So they had, like, whenever the orcs showed up, they would be running through the crowd and interacting with them. When Whenever there would be, like, some of the wizards on screen doing magic, they actually had leaves on stage that would blow into the crowd. Oh. And then there's several songs on this playlist that are nothing but instrumentals. And um, when those are happening, there's a lot of uh, dancing and movement on the stage. So it's more of a visual kind of like you got to be there kind of thing. Mm. So it was received with a lot of negative critic scores, but a lot of the things I've seen on online of just like regular people going to see it actually really enjoyed it. Hmm. So it's hit or miss. I mean, I would be really interested to see it because the the little clips and bits I've seen seem really cool, like a, a different type of show. But as far as the show itself, it is literally the same story but speedrun version so things get kind of omitted and cut so if you're diehard lord of the rings fan this might not be for you because this might be frustrating yeah also this is definitely not a playlist where if you listen to the soundtrack you will have no idea what is happening i had no idea what was happening (laughs) cool it's fine but uh, i don't i don't think this one will get a mama warning that's for sure no i mean if she's watched lord of the rings she'll be fine yeah confused yes fine <laughs> Alrighty, are we all uh, ready to hop on into the first of three acts oh, oh. we have to oh let's 
Go to the Shire. Yes. That's the only thing I know. <laughs> That's it? That's it. <laughs> Let's go to the Shire. There's a Shire and there's a ring. Uh, yep. That's it, guys. That's the show. Amber summed it up. I, I know it has elves. That's it. Yes. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> All right, yes. so we got two people that are very big fans and two people that have no idea what's happening. Yes. It's great. Yeah. Let's, uh, yeah, let's go ahead and, ju- and jump into this. Okay. <laughs> Experience. Um, right. So our story begins with the fair maiden Arwen singing the prologue in the song Prologue. And wow. then it also has Lasto I Lamath, I think, is how you pronounce that? I, I don't know. It was speak Elvish. Yeah, there's a lot of, like, Elvish or a different language being sung in, like, half the song. So, kind of kind of weird. And it's just essentially a song leading up to saying, like, oh, we have these brave heroes. So, yeah, loud singing off the, off the prologue. But um, our actual story begins in the Shire, where a hobbit named Bilbo Baggin is celebrating his 1100th birthday by completely ditching his party and nice. leaving one of his great treasures, this magic ring, to his nephew Frodo. Gandalf the Grey, a dear friend to the Baggins, arrives to celebrate the birthday, but soon learns that Frodo has this ring and kind of learns that it's this powerful artifact and it is very, very bad. He informs Frodo that the Dark Lord Sauron, which is kind of the biggest, baddest evil in this world, seeks this ring, and if it falls into his hands, the world would be doomed. And speaking of doom, the ring can only be destroyed in the fires of Mount Doom, where it was first created. Given the dire situation of this, Frodo uh, decides that he needs to get this ring to better hands, people that are better suited to deal with the situation, because he is but a wee little hobbit from the Shire. So he is getting ready to leave, and um, this is when his friends, Samwise, Merry, and Pippin, are like, Hey, what are you doing? You're going on a dangerous quest. We're coming too. (laughs) And it's just kind of like, oh, okay. I mean, I would go on a quest with you guys. That's That's very nice of you. Uh. (laughs) So together, the band of hobbits head out of the Shire to begin their quest in the song The Road Goes On. So this is actually one of the folk song shanty things, and it's actually pretty nice. If we're going to go on an adventure, then who is who? I was just thinking Frodo, that, Samwise, Merry, and Pippin. Who's who? I don't know. I kind of feel like Matt and I are Merry and Pippin. <laughs> kind of. Yeah, I yeah. feel that. And I think I think Kylie would be Frodo, and Amber would be Sam. Yeah, I'd see that. Yeah. If we had to pick from those four. Yeah. Yeah. But there, there are plenty of other uh, himbos to choose from later. Yes. Okay. Uh, we'll, we'll, get, we'll get to all of them. Alrighty. So when the hobbits head out on their quest, we are introduced to uh, one of the main villains of the story, the corrupt wi- wizard Saruman. So he was once a good guy, but has now come to the temptation of the dark side, kind of for his own gain, but is, is on the bad guy team. So he's building up... The evil forces, the orcs, that will go and chase our our heroes around. Uh, after that introduction, the hobbits eventually make their way to the village of Bree. While they are within the inn in this town, the Prancing Pony, the hobbits sing and dance with their fellow guests in the song uh, The Cat and the Moon, which is the other kind of shanty, it's kind folky of song. And yeah, it's just very fun. It's a good, It's a good tavern song. It is. And then they are eventually met with a edgy boy, the Ranger Strider, who is uh, definitely not the anime protagonist. Oh, definitely, definitely no. not. No. <laughs> but he he knows what is kind of happening. He's he's aware that they have something very dangerous, and there's actually some evil black riders that are after them. So these are minions of Sauron that are trying to get the ring. So uh, with Strider's help. The hobbits are able to escape the attack of these black riders while they were in town. And the gang eventually makes it to safety when they reach the Ford of Bryn and the song Flight to the Ford. So yeah, they, they manage to escape unscathed and they eventually make their way to the elven settlement of Rivendell. There we meet Arwen who is singing the prologue and it is Strider's beloved. Oh. So they have a soft and... Tender moment, and that's when it is revealed Strider's true name is actually Aragorn, and that he's actually the true heir to the throne of Gondor, which is like the the realm of men. So he's the one true king. 
Okay. Um, this all happens in the Song of Hope. They just have a, a tender, tender moment. And then, after that, we get to meet Arwen's father, Lord Elrond, as he is calling a meeting of elves, men, and dwarves to decide who should take the ring to Mount Doom. And like a gathering of old men, they bicker and get nothing done. <laughs> yeah, it sounds <laughs> familiar. <laughs> and much like in the other in the story, it eventually falls to Frodo accepting the the task of taking the ring to Mount Doom since he already got it that far without being succumbed to the evil. They're like, "Okay, well, you're going to go, but you're not going alone." But Frodo will not be taking on this task alone. His three hobbit buddies decide to join him along with Aragorn and then the new characters introduced here are Boromir, who is a man of Gondor, a proud warrior, Legolas, an elf, Gimli, a dwarf, and our good buddy Gandalf is also there for this meeting. So this forms the Fellowship of the Ring. Ooh. So Arwen and the, and the people of Rivendell invoke the power of the star Arendil to protect and guide the Fellowship in the song Star of Arendil. So they, they have... Wow. They've been blessed. Yeah, there's a lot of, like, <laughs> it happens because of this. Song name is this. <laughs> I mean, they don't really have a lot of time to cram No, so much story, even with three acts. It's like, very abridged. And yeah. some characters get morphed together. It's weird. Ooh. Oh. You'll, you'll see. You'll, you'll understand. But much like any other adventure story, uh, things do not start off great and continue to not be great. So their travels are harsh because they are being pursued by the enemy. And eventually they are um, on top of a mountain, nearly freezing to death on their travel. And they can barely go on. And the idea of traveling through the mountain, through the mines of Moria, get brought up. And eventually that just becomes their only option. So they go to the mines. It is dark, full of monsters. And Gandalf must fight a terrible beast, the Balrog. Which is essentially just a giant monster of fire and shadows and end level boss but gandalf <laughs> is a very powerful wizard so he fends off this monster so his friends can escape and during this fight he and the monster fall into darkness no, no, gandalf, no. no. and that's actually going to end act one <gasps> wow kind of yeah where like the first movie yeah it's like a... it follows kind of the same beats of the movies but everything's just like all the in-between stuff is is cut up so it's a bit it's a bit weird, but yeah, pretty much any the other songs beside the the road goes on and the cat in the moon are all very like fantasy background music singing elvish like it's it's very weird for a musical. Yeah, it's definitely not what I would I ever associate with a musical. Yeah, it's definitely probably way better just as an experience not as like a ooh I'm gonna add this to my show tunes playlist yeah I could see, I could see that but yeah so that's act one um what do we feel about it so far yep uh huh <laughs> <laughs> yeah <laughs> I don't know if this is going better or worse than some of your other ones because like again the music by itself is really hard to understand the story but it's very beautiful music. Like, mm-hmm. it's, very, it's very pretty. Yeah, it's it's just on its own level. Like, it's not Bono Spider-Man bad. Uh, right, no. <laughs> oh, no. So, yeah, it's it's so just strange. Because it's like, it's Lord of the Rings abridged is the story. Because it's like, things happen have to happen super quick because there's so much they have to cover. Yeah. So there's no build-up to any of, like, the big events. It's just kind of like, ah, we need to go here. Ah, it's happening. Is <laughs> it like the clip notes of Lord of the Rings, but with music? Kind of? Okay. Yeah, probably. I mean, pretty close, I guess. But and even then- even then, like, there's still really long moments where there's, like, no singing. It's just kind of, like, exposition is happening. So right. it's, it's so strange. It's like a three-and-a-half-hour show. <laughs> oh, boy. It's wild. So, yeah, it's definitely not going to leave much of an impression, especially for people that don't even know the source material. Yeah. So it's like, for you guys, I'm sure it's just like, yep, a story's happening. Yeah, I think Uh that's my thing is, it's just never, it's just a fandom I've never really gotten into. And so, you know, I know the basics, you know, they have to take the ring to the whatever, 
they go on the journey and there's yep. yep there's mystical creatures and shit I know the basics and it follows a pretty simple path I would think like you've got a bunch of friends and they're going on an adventure wow they fight monsters it's not the most, yeah. wow it's not a complicated adventure yeah. story um, one thing that uh, I didn't mention um, is a lot of times when like the elves are singing they wear like very nice like fancy dresses and stuff but whenever they're singing, a lot of times, either the main person singing or, like, the background people are kind of doing the, the like, suspended by, like, silk... Oh. The aerial Sash thing. I forget aerial. the... Yeah, aerial, uh, yeah they're doing, like, aerial stuff, and it looks really cool. Like, not, like, a ton of moves, but they're, like, suspended and, like, moving uh. to be, like, I don't know, more whimsical and stuff. So it's pretty cool. Like, I definitely think this show gets so, mon- so much more credit if you actually like see it happening yeah i i I can i can understand that but because like whenever any like saruman is is you know on top of his tower shout shouting to his army there's like wind blowing through the entire stadium and i think like all the practical effects and stuff is why the budget was so expensive yeah and then it just didn't take so yeah definitely weird i i knew this was going to be a weird one for comments just because it's like yeah. Yeah. But also, again, with the I got you know with the special effects and stuff, would you consider this to have a splash zone? <laughs> uh, there's definitely a leaf zone. <laughs> Not the leaves, no. I wouldn't completely count this one out until you see it. Yeah. Because like everything I was finding online, like on Reddit, there's a couple of people that say like this is one of the coolest shows I've I've gone to. I went and saw it like three times, kind of stuff. Wow. The forty experience. Yeah, kind of. Ah. Yeah. So since we have the double, uh, we have three acts on this one, uh, I'm going to do the promotional stuff in the next intermission so we can kind of break that up for you guys. But we do have a theater fact, which I believe will be okay to fit in right here. It's not quite a fact, more of a... A thing. A thing. Hey, Kylie, you got a theater thing? <laughs> I do. <laughs> It is thought to be bad luck to say Macbeth in a theater due to the many tales of actors uttering the name and then being knocked over by falling scenery or being stabbed accidentally with real daggers. Yeah, because uh, stabbed accidentally. <laughs> I, I, that, I thought that was just the funniest phrasing. Because yes. I don't think you're ever accidentally stabbed with a real dagger. Listen, I <laughs> yeah. guess you never know. <laughs> the question is, why do they have real daggers in the first place? <laughs> right. Well, I, I believe it was actually, like, an episode of CSI, I think, where they, you know, like, someone switched out the props, and so mm. they had someone else, like, kill their target or whatever. I think it actually has happened, you know, quite a few times in theater. Not may- maybe maliciously, but it's like someone put a prop in the wrong place, or no one told you that you're not supposed to use that thing, and, uh, yeah, it's a big mess, so. But I've never said Macbeth in a theater. Never uh, had the mind to. Yeah, so. right. I was Never about to say, were you, were you even aware of this superstition? I yes. was aware of the superstition, mostly probably because of Amber, because Amber's like, don't say the name! You're not supposed to say it. Yeah, because she was more in the theater crowd in high school. Especially not supposed to say it like three times in a row, I think, is... So it's, the got a, it's got a Bloody Mary effect? Yeah. <laughs> you summon Macbeth. <laughs> Shakespeare pops out of his grave. Listen. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so definitely, yeah, the superstition stuff. There's a lot of superstitions in theater. So, like, for some reason, Hamilton popped in my head, and isn't there a line, something about, like, they think me Macbeth? Yeah. Ambition and that's said in theaters. Folly, I'm a polymath, pain in the ass, massive pain. Yeah, that, uh. Uh-huh. Sorry, I like Hamilton. I, I feel that's dangerous. <laughs> what? Amber liking Hamilton? Surprise. No. Well, no, and, like, so the point of that line in Hamilton is that at first he's, like, you know, like, I'm a character from this show. Like, do you know which character I am? Um, and then he's like, I'm Macbeth. And so, like, like he tries not to say it at first. And then he says it because he's just that, like, egotistical. Like, that's, you know what I mean? Words. Sure. <laughs> I've seen the explanation that Lynn gave for that moment. And it's important right now. I have to find it. Yeah, Never actually uh, read or listened to Macbeth, so... Nope, me either. I'm not, Actually, I'm either not familiar. I have in school. It was one of those high school things. Oh yeah, so first, you, so you're supposed to say the Scottish play, 
That's what you're supposed to refer to it as in the theater, so that you don't say the the M word. The M word. The M word. And so he, you know, quotes the Scottish play. So yeah, I trust you'll understand the reference to another Scottish tragedy without my having to name the play. But then he immediately follows that with, they think me Macbeth. And so, like, that's Hamilton showing that, like, he's the main character in his own story. And so, like, even though there's a curse around this word, like, he's, yeah. He uses a whole allegory to, like, compare the Macbeth characters to the characters in his own life. And so... Hamilton's basically just like, yeah, I'm cool. I've got a whole story about me. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep. Okay. Anyway, back to the show we're actually doing. <laughs> I got distracted. <laughs> it's not my fault. I was just confused if like anything bad ever happened to them for having that in there. Actually, no, nothing. Probably not. Nothing has happened on a Hamilton production because of that word. Okay. But it is tempting fate right. by being there. Well, are we ready to take this fellowship of? theater fans into act two let's flee our way into act two they are running away they're running away all right (laughs) fly you fools scurry fly you fools into act two all righty so the fellowship is taking refuge in lost lorian and that's a uh big forest wow that's where they uh meet an elven lady of great power named galadriel this is in the two songs kind of combine the Golden Wood slash Lothlorien. So she hears of their quest and wishes to aid them. So she gives them gifts to assist them in their journey before immediately getting set off again. Because, hey, we got a lot more content to cover. We gotta go. Go, go, go. <laughs> so the, the party travels south and eventually Boromir attempts to steal the ring from Frodo for the power has crept into his mind. He corrupted Holman. He is corrupted. Frodo eventually flees from Boromir just in time for the entire fellowship to come under attack by orcs. Ah, fun. Uh, Boromir kind of snaps out of it and and joins joins the battle, but does eventually fall and is is very sad. Sean Bean, no. It's very tragic. Sean, the beanster. Well, it's not Sean Bean in this one. I know. (laughs) It'd be funny if he just randomly (laughs) showed up. So, with fleeing the battle, Frodo is trying to just get away from all the craziness, but Sam manages to fight him, and pretty much is the the dumb best friend is like, no, you ain't getting away from me. I'm dumb enough to follow you. <laughs> so they set off together, and Merry and Pippin also get separated from the Fellowship during this. In the story, normally get captured, but to save up on time, they just get lost in the woods. So now the Fellowship has been split into three... Three little groups. You're not supposed to split the party. No, it's very dangerous. So on Sam and Frodo's journey across the realm, they eventually come across a creature whose name is Gollum. Oh. He's a frail, once hobbit-like man who had actually possessed the ring at one point. That is actually who Bilbo got the ring from originally. And he notices that Frodo is carrying the ring, but is not quite strong enough to take it from him. So he decides to be their guide in order to stay close and eventually, you know, potentially lead them to death and take it off their dead bodies. But he is staying true to his word and leading them to Mount Doom. Merry and Pippin are lost in the woods. (laughs) (laughs) And are kind of arguing to themselves like, like friends do and... It's tough situations, but they they manage to have their argument in front of a group of Ents, which are living trees. So mm-hmm. they are kind of yelling at these two hobbits for being in their woods and not quite sure what exactly they are. So they are threatened to just be squished, but they manage to talk their way out of it. And also through talking, they convince that these Ents that they shouldn't just hide in the woods all the time, that there's a lot of evil going on and they should do something about it. And then Ents are just kind of like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's go kill some bad guys. Listen, it's a very quick conversation. <laughs> it has to be, but in the movie, it takes like half an hour. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and then we cut over to Saruman, who is again on top of his tower yelling at orcs. But he is building this huge, massive army with one goal in mind to just completely wipe out all of mankind. Gotta have goals. 
I I guess, yeah. You know, you build up, build up, and you just you gotta pull the trigger at some point. Follow those dreams. So this giant army of evil orcs starts their march towards the, the realms of men. The f- remaining members of the Fellowship, so that is Aragorn, Gimli, and Legolas, they notice this army kind of heading out, and they're like, oh crap, we gotta go warn somebody. This is This is bad. So then they come before the Steward of the Lands of Men. And this is where characters kind of get fused together. So they took the uh, King of Rohan and the Steward of Gondor from the story. And they are the same character in this one. Well, that sucks. Yeah, it's kind of strange. So this guy has the the backstory of the king of rohan who has like this corrupted mind of the evil has just been kind of wearing at him so he doesn't really believe kind of anything that the the fellowship is telling him about this evil army coming forth but instead of gandalf breaking the the curse upon the king like in the story aragorn just says hey my name's aragorn and the, the steward's like wait you're supposed to be the king ah i'm normal again kind of thing i'm I'm paraphrasing, but that's yeah. pretty much what happens. So he he's like, well, you are my king and I will stand with you. We need to fight off this army. And this is all taking place in the song of the Siege of the City of Kings, which is like Helm's Deep plus another fight, like kind of merged together. But there's a lot of orcs dancing in this one. Oh, okay. Huh? Orcs dancing. So the way the stage is set up, it's, it's more or less like an open set but it has like a raising platform it might be a raising or something that they bring in but it's got like kind of like a almost like a cake design okay where it's circular and it hits like it's like tiered Mm. but it has like a ramp and yeah they they bring that out and the orcs are just kind of like dance fighting on it wonderful (laughs) dance battle so uh during this dance fighting aragorn the steward and gimli and legolas are on top of the cake fighting and much like in the Battle of Helm's Deep, Gandalf shows at the shows up at the very end of the performance to shine a giant beam of light to help turn the tide of the fight and saves the day. But he's now Gandalf the White. Yeah. Ooh, he leveled up from his Balrog fight. He did. He got all the loot and XP. <laughs> With the, the the day one, they they rally the troops and kind of march on out and the fellowship manages to meet back up with Merry and Pippin, who with the Ents have gone over to Saruman and they have a confrontation against him uh, at his tower where he kind of has his evil spiel of like, oh, I was within the enemy lines. I could have, you know, bent them to my will. You should join me. We can still do that. And they're like, no. (laughs) And then Saruman falls off his tower and and dies. Kill him. (laughs) Get him. Yeah, there's no worm tongue in this. It's just Saruman. Uh, I guess I'll die now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but more of the Fellowship has been banded together, and and hooray, good guys. And then to uh, round out Act 2, we get a uh, soft moment of the two hobbits marching on over to Mordor, and their spirits are low, but they manage to kind of bring each other up by singing about the power of stories in the song of Now and Always. And that's where he, Sam kind of sings about the great tales of Frodo, this this grand adventure, and then Frodo has the nice things. He's like, well, I like the stories about Sam the Brave. You know, they're they're having a, a solid bro moment. Definitely some bro mega bro moment. Gollum is actually off to the side on this and is is kind of moved by their song, and he's like, oh, you know what, these guys are good. But Gollum actually has a split personality kind of set up, and he has an evil side, and this evil side kind of takes hold, and it's just like, now. They're filthy hobbitses. We must kill hobbitses. So they come up with a plan to betray them. No. Ha ha ha! And that will end Act Two. <gasps> Act Two. Act Dose. Completo. Completed. Completo burrito. So, what do you guys think about Act Two? <laughs> <laughs> yep. <laughs> It's fighting. The pain to moans. <laughs> and the, it was an ass. creepy evil betrayal. Yep. Hells. Like you said, this is pretty much just like a giant D&D game. Like, <laughs> Yes. I think I think the musical more so is a giant D&D game than the movies are. Like, the movie has, like, you know, plot structures and character development and all this, like, cool stuff that comes together. And then the musical is just like, 
herp derp derp here's a straight line we're going. Yeah. You know, which is fine. It's a musical. Yeah. All aboard the choo-choo. Right. This definitely <laughs> feels like a very, like, standard path. Like, journey, battle, betrayal. All right, here we go. Like... Oh, wow. <laughs> but, you know, it's cool, I guess, if you're into this. It still just feels like half the characters are like, oh, this is happening now? Okay, we're doing uh, this. Okay, here we go. <laughs> Like, the ends are kind of just kind of shoehorned in there. Like, they didn't really have much of a... It it did look funky on stage. Like, they're they're actors on, like, really big stilts and have, like, vines and stuff hanging off of them. And they had, like, I guess had a voice-changing mic to have, like, deep and booming. Ooh. I'm just picturing it like, we don't want to fight. But you should. Okay. (laughs) If we must. It was more than that, but... This is what I'm picturing. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> okay, tiny human. Oh, I mean, I listen. We're not doing anything else. Yeah. I mean it's it's a Lord of the Rings story. You, yeah. You know what happens. Yeah, it's not it's not too difficult to to follow. Again, if you're just listening to the music, not gonna get there. No. It's impossible. <laughs> yeah, but, if, uh, if you notice there was a song at the beginning of the act and a song at the end of the act. And that's pretty much it. Besides like a few instrumentals in between. Oh. Yep. Yep. So, not a lot of actual musical. No. In the musical. (laughs) (laughs) But it's fine. So yeah, that is is act two. So we are going to do another little intermission here, because we can. So there. And talk about a little bit of uh, some promotional things that we have. We are super excited because we have just hit... 1900 now. And that is just blowing our minds because last we talked, we adjusted 1700. So this was like super exciting and out of nowhere. And we really appreciate your guys' support. Like, it's amazing. And we, we can't wait to get those numbers up even further. We're like a sneeze away, an amber sneeze away from 2000. I really wish I had <laughs> my friend right now. Sneeze. But I don't. <laughs> that would have been wild. <laughs> but yeah, we were just so excited and we really appreciate your guys' support in that. And of course, just continue telling people about us and, you know, promoting us on social medias. And we are also getting out there on social media. Amber's been working really hard on getting our Instagram up and running. And we're doing a lot of funny things there. So if you want to see our faces, go go ahead and check out Instagram because we're more active on there. You want to see me almost smash my face into the ground? It's great. That's where you're going to find it. It's it's on there. It's pretty great. So go, (laughs) go, go watch that. We do silly things on there. Also, we have merch, of course, which you can find at www.ragtagnetwork.com slash merch. We have just added new designs. Woo! Woo! So we have two new designs uh, on this so far. Um, and we have one that has Mama approved because it's something we talk about every episode. And uh, Mom was really begging us to have a shirt dedicated just for her. So we, we got one going. And then we also have your favorite... The Splash Zone. Yeah! <laughs> a Matt special coming to you. The Splash Zone on I your t-shirt. I think it's brought up almost every episode, but I think I'm the one bringing it up, so I don't think it counts. I mean, sometimes we bring yeah. it up. Uh-huh. Yeah. 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 Anytime Las Vegas is mentioned. Yes. <laughs> it all started with Evil Dead. Oh, uh, great. <laughs> so yeah, go ahead and check out those designs. We do have more than just t-shirts in the shop. We have like sweatshirts and hoodies, and I think for the splash on I have an apron on there because I thought that was hilarious. So go check those out. And for the the mama approved is the only thing in our line so far that has 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 kid sizes. So it has like toddlers and onesies and stuff like that because I thought that was really cute. I think there's a maternity shirt in there too because I thought that was extra fun. So go ahead and check those out, and we really appreciate you just taking a peeksy because I want to make more designs because that's kind of my jam. Yeah. <laughs> I think that is it for our little mini promotion. We just wanted to say extra special thanks, and we promise we are going to go out and celebrate. We just haven't been able to with, you know, COVID and, and our work schedules and things like that. But we, we, we're we celebrating in our own way. We promise. COVID's definitely what's holding this show back from oh, getting that world tour. Yeah, that's what it is. But, yes. you know. You know. As soon as COVID's gone, we'll go see this one. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> we'll bring it back, guys. If we talk about it enough, maybe they'll bring it back. We'll go to New Zealand. Let's <laughs> go no. to New Zealand. Also, we apparently have another factoid. No, so I was distracted by our fact during our last intermission. And so I did some Googling and found a few sources on the internet 
that point towards Macbeth being the one work by Shakespeare that Lord of the Rings is like noticeably affected by. There's a lot of parallels. So I thought that was interesting that Matt mentioned or that Matt put the fact about Macbeth in here because there's a lot there's a part in Macbeth where like they have to go through the like the woods to the hill and whatever and so like there's a lot of that. Oh, ah. Parallels. parallels. And there's the army that marches against Macbeth in the woods. And so there's that big fight scene we just talked about. And yeah, I don't know. So there's apparently a lot of parallels. I don't totally understand all of what's in these articles because I'm more familiar with Macbeth than I am with Lord of the Rings, interestingly enough. But apparently there are some similarities. So that's kind of cool. So so I'll I'll be posting that link in our blog post for this episode. Go ahead and feel free to check that out. I really hope those strings are a little more tightly combined than the way Amber just described them. I'm sure they are. Because woods and hills are in a lot of things. (laughs) And armies are in a lot of things. This is a very long article. (laughs) It's just a lot of... I don't know. It goes over my head. There's also a number of like Reddit feeds and stuff. I don't know how what Reddit things are. <laughs> what do you call those? I mean, they're, they're they're called threads. Threads. Okay, so there's a lot of Reddit threads about like, oh my god, do you guys see the similarities between Macbeth and Lord of the Rings? So, I don't know. Other people think it too. It's not just me. <laughs> yeah, I, I found a post that I was mentioning earlier about people that have actually seen the show on r slash musicals. Which is a subreddit for musicals. Well, there's a lot of stuff on Reddit. Yeah, no, there's a subreddit for everything, but... It's a wormhole. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, I'll be posting that the link that Amber found in our blog post, so if you want to check it out and, and kind of see. We don't, we're not going over the full story of Lord of the Rings, obviously, from this musical, but it is a very good story. Yeah, I believe that is it for this intermission. And we do have an Act 3, so... We're going into Act 3. Nope. God, that's awful, but it's probably going to stay. I hate it. (laughs) Taking a little too much joy in that. It's mostly Katie's reaction that I'm laughing at. bad. (laughs) That physically hurt her. Alright. Are we we actually ready? Are we? Are we? I mean, I am. Okay. Still mad about the pun, though. <laughs> Should be. <laughs> and that'll be there forever. So Act 3 begins with Aragorn giving a speech to the good people of the, wherever they are. <laughs> <laughs> and he's kind of taking his taking on his role as king, though he's not officially king yet. That happens later. But he's rallying the people. And he's trying to gather up as much of a force uh, to try and buy the hobbits more time to try and get to Mount Doom. So he's kind of gathering everybody up as a distraction. He is then met with Arwen and is told if he defeats the forces of evil, he will receive Arwen's hand in marriage, which I think he kind of already is supposed to have. They're but betrothed. He's, but, but he's choosing to do duty instead normally. It's, duty. Anyway, this all happens in the Song of Hope, which is more just kind of elvish singing with... English mixed in here and there. Yeah, that was kind of odd. Yeah, it's it's a very strange mix on these songs. We cut back to Gollum leading Sam and Frodo into a trap. No! He has led them to a giant spider named Shelob in order to take the ring off Frodo's dead body once Shelob is done eating him. But being anime protagonists, they survive this trap and just continue on their way to Mount Doom. Giant spider um, where? I want to see if I can get a clip to show you guys. The spider actually looked really freaky and, like, cool. Better than the Spider-Man spider lady? Yes. Yes. <laughs> so there's this, like, video that has, like, pretty much, like, all the audio from the show, but it has, like, little bits of the actual show. So if you click on this link, it should start to where you see a brief movement of the spider. But it's really, it's really freaky looking. Oh my. How did they do that? I don't know. It's, it's, it's like, like mechanic arms, but like tassel and stuff too. Man, no wonder their budget was so huge. Got giant spiders. So yeah, it's like these little bits that I've seen that I'm like, this would be like actually really cool to see. Yeah. 
I would definitely go see this show if it oh, presented yeah. itself for sure. Because I, I would, I mean, I'd probably see every show that we've talked about right. just to say that I've seen it. You know? Oh yeah, even Spider Man. Oh, I definitely want to see Spider Man. <laughs> oh my god! You kidding me? I'd be just like foaming, oh, yeah. just <laughs> front row. I'm in ready the crowd. <laughs> We're just in the crowd. Oh no! <laughs> Curses! Taking our fists. So yes, they 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 escape this encounter. Um, however, Frodo is kind of gravely injured, but Sam is just going to try and just carry him the rest of the way. At this moment, we get uh, Galadriel kind of singing slash casting spells in order to protect the forces of good in their final moments in the song Wonder. So it's actually kind of a cool shot where Galadriel's like walking because like the the center cake that I stated earlier rotates, so she. It's kind of like walking in front of it, kind of opposite of the rotation. So she's kind of like standing still but moving. Oh, and that. like Sam and Frodo are on top and they're like he's like getting picked up. So she's like singing to mm-hmm. them but not there in a way. Yeah. And then it cuts over to Aragorn and the forces of good kind of gearing up for battle. And she's singing to them too. So cool visual representation, different playing with different like aspects of the stage. Gotcha. Interesting. And then, yeah, like I said, Aragorn and his army are getting ready for the final fight, and it begins the final battle. So more dance fighting. Yay! Worse than West Side Story. (laughs) Frodo and Sam finally reach Mount Doom, but right before destroying the ring, he is consumed by its power. And he says, no, I will keep it for myself. Whereas he's about to put on the ring and disappear... Uh, Gollum shows back up and tries to take the ring from Frodo. So they have a big wrestle on stage, and eventually Gollum loses his balance and falls into the fire below, along with the ring. So kind of he himself destroying the ring on on accident. And with this, Sauron is defeated. The evil is no more. So then we kind of get our wrap-up. So we get Aragorn officially becoming king and marries Arwen, but Frodo is kind of weakened by this quest. He's weary. So he decides he is going to sail with Bilbo, Gandalf, and the rest of the elves to the land in the west, which is kind of like... A retirement home for elves. Yeah, it's like elf heaven. I mean, they're still alive because they live forever, but... Yeah, so... It's like paradise away from humans. He pretty much just says, alright, deuces, and does the the peace meme and fades away <laughs> and this is all in the song epilogue farewells and after saying their goodbyes sam mary and pippin return to the shire in finale wow they did it oh my god ba, ba, ba. Ba, 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 ba. and that's that's the show that's it wow what'd y'all think <laughs> yep yay <laughs> <laughs> yep <laughs> lord of the rings the musical Yep. <laughs> it's yes, it's it, a thing. It's an actual thing. <laughs> it is. It's not the worst thing I've ever seen slash listened to. Slash covered. Slash covered. But it's not the best musical. Yes. It's strange. It's very strange. Yeah, like I I I appreciate the music because it is unique and a lot of times very beautiful. But again, it doesn't. It's not like one I'm going to listen to probably again ever because it doesn't really. It's not one you just sit and listen to. No. But again, I would go see it if it came up because it does sound like a neat experience and like a couple of visuals that we've seen from like little clips of it look really really cool. But I doubt it will get a revival because it's so obscure, you know. But if it did, I would go see it. Yeah, I mean, Lord of the Rings does carry a. Strong name, strong strong brand. Amber Kylie, any any closing comments? It's a musical. Yep. <laughs> yeah, I'm not surprised it exists because it is such a like big fandom. I am a little sad that it like flopped because I mean I could see this being one of those things that really helps to like bridge that like yeah. disconnect of musicals. Like there's some people that are just like anti musical, and I don't get it. And so, like, this, I think, would be one of those, like, really accessible musicals for people that maybe aren't into it to get into it, or, like, teens to start getting into it, that kind of thing. Right. But, you know, it, yeah. 
It's not a good jumping off point. Yeah, not, this is not, not the way it currently is, is, it sounds like. This no. is not the bridge. But maybe it could have been, yeah. you know? So it makes me a little sad. It could, yeah. Maybe the revival would have fixed a lot, like some of the things. Yeah, I don't know. All the music sounds like it should be in Lord of the Rings, which, yes, does fit the environment, but not the environment at the same time. Yeah. Yeah, it has to adapt to be a musical, and I don't think it adapted enough. No, not, yeah, not in the way you need it to. Yeah, check this off on the list of, did it need to be a musical? No. But it is. But it, it happened. Yeah, like we said, there's a, there's a musical basically for every one and every story, so here we are. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, does anyone else have any more thoughts about this show as a whole? Yep. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, um, I guess that will wrap up this episode of Save Me an Isle Seat. And we appreciate Matt for taking us through this epic journey of three parts. Mm-hmm. And confusion. Mm-hmm. Well, apparently there is a Star Wars musical and a Harry Potter musical. Oh. So I can cover all three of the big debated fantasy realms. Wow. And compare them. Well, I know the Harry Potter one's like really good. Yeah, I know about that one. I've got that on my like list to eventually cover. I'm not surprised there's a Star Wars musical. I don't feel like it'd be very good, but I'm not surprised it exists. I think I looked into it a little bit, and it might have been one of those that, like, it was just, like, a workshop thing. Yeah, and yeah I think you were talking about it, and it, it hadn't quite reached the stages because of COVID. Like, yeah, that's what, I think that's what yeah. it was. Like, it had started, and you were like, oh, no, but they were like, oh, COVID, all right. Solid C plus. Sure. On this show. All right. I'll take your word for it. You heard it here first. Our first <laughs> actual rating on the show. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay, but yeah, that wraps up this episode. We really appreciate it if you would like and subscribe to us wherever you are listening to podcasts. There's like a million different platforms out there now, and we try to get to as many as we can. And it always just helps out our numbers and makes us just feel all warm and tingly inside. Yes. So yeah, we would really appreciate if you just give that. Also make sure that, you know, you're getting the information right when things go live. You can get the episode as soon as possible. Catch this sweet merch whenever we make the announcements. It's just, oh, so good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and if you happen to be on Apple, please leave us a five-star review. It helps boost us up in the numbers. And even if you're not on Apple, make an account so you can review us, because we like that. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. But obviously the best way to help, like, doing the liking and subscribing is a huge help, obviously. But the best way is to continue telling people that we exist, because they don't know... Unless you let them know, unless they're specifically like searching for us. It's hard to go through the swarms of podcasts that are out now, which is great. It's a, a wonderful format, but to help us get no- more noticed, we need your help. So please, you know, tell your friends and family and coworkers, you know, people like that, strangers you meet on the internet, you know, just random people. If people are looking for podcast recommendations, <laughs> we wouldn't hate it if you threw out our name, you know, it'd be really cool of you. Yeah, we're cool, you guys. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> wow. Yeah, that's my exciting speech. But no, if you would like to reach out to us, because we think we're pretty cool and we think you're pretty cool too, so chat with us the best way to do so. Uh, you can email us at savemeanisleseat at gmail.com. You can find us on Twitter at savemeanisleseat. And you can also now find us on Instagram at savemeanisleseat. So check us out pretty much and oh, and we're also on Facebook at Save Me and I'll Seat, so you can find us pretty much all the social medias. Come check us out. We've got some some informational posts, and we've got some funny videos, and we like memes. So you send us a good meme, we'll send you one back, and just share some some fun on the internet, guys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah we're really expanding. Uh, also, the the big announcement that we had for our one year anniversary about the YouTube it is up and running. We currently only have two episodes up there, I believe right now but we are expanding our library slowly as we go so we can get more hits that way and we will be adding more personalized content on there in the future and we're really excited about that also we do have another podcast coming to the ragtag network we've mentioned it already the isolation theater that is in the works it is almost ready to be put out it's a little later than i originally had intended but it will be going live in march so keep your eyes out for that the best way to keep track of that in any future 
endeavors that we may have is through our website, which is www.ragtechnetwork.com. That also has a Twitter and a Instagram under the same handle. I forget to post there a lot of times, but I do my best. So keep your eyes out for that. Again, please do check out that new merch because those designs are really cool. We're really excited to have more options for you out there. And I just really like making them. So check those out. But that, I think, will wrap up this episode of Save Me an Isle Seat. We'll catch you next time. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Bye. Fly, you fools! No. Oh. No. <laughs> <laughs>